When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on ESPNU. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Nick Friedel's sticking with us, hanging out with us to talk Kyrie. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joins the party. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, guys. What's up, Bobby? Hey, guys. What's up, Bobby? So we've been chopping it up about Kyrie all morning. What was? What, give us your reaction to everything, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I think the reaction was that it's probably the best package that Brooklyn could have gotten when you look at an unprotected first and two seconds and two players that you know are under contract and can probably help you right now. And I, I think they're not done. I don't. I don't think the Nets are done at all this week. You know, now they've got three picks. They can flip Dorian Finney-Smith if they have to, um, and, and keep on uh, keep on building this roster. And I guess for Dallas's perspective, um, you know, it's a risk, but I think it's it's a risk that's worth it, considering how open the Western Conference is. And if there's no contract for Irving after the season, they kind of wipe the slate uh, clean, and they can build the roster around Luca with uh, you know some flexibility. Bobby, you've done a lot of contracts in your career. Um, you didn't do a contract for me, but that's a story for another day. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I did. I was a, it was a training camp minimum contract. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Man, savage line. Um, I, I'm curious you know, when you hear from sources about yeah. this extension that the Nets offered Kyrie uh, three years, you know, with uh, the stipulation that, you know, for him to get a part of his money winning an NBA championship uh, was in there. I, is that unprecedented? Have you ever heard of a contract stipulated upon winning a championship for your guaranteed money? Yeah, there's a couple players. Not, I mean, remember, there's what 440 players. I would say probably five have that type of stipulation. I think Al Horford had it. Uh, Davis Bertans. Um, you know, there's a few others, but probably there's nobody at uh, you know at Kyrie's level, right? And all you you, you never see it with an All Star um, level player here, so. It's a unique way to structure it. I mean, I think you could have probably done, you know, games played instead of reduced it, you know, replace it with um, an all-star, you know, if the, th- you know, last year, uh, Eric Gordon has it also, um, you know, in that last year. So I, I, I thought that if you were going to do, and I said this in the off season before everything happened, that if you were going to do an extension with Irving, you d- it was going to be tied with where Durant was. Um, you know, Kevin's got three years left. So, mm-hmm. if you were going to do uh, another number with you know three years, one hundred and twenty million dollars, where it, it tied in there, and I think it does get a little bit messy, Jay, when you start putting um, added clauses in on on the back end. See, Nick, that goes back to our conversation before. You know, even the games minimum 
played, when those stipulations are in your contract and you're looking at the roster and you're saying, all right, two years in a row now, Kevin Durant has been hurt. Ben Simmons, I don't know what he's given me. So now if you're Kyrie, if I'm, if I'm playing 38, 39 minutes per night at an all-star level, you know, it increases my probability of being injured, which if I don't hit a minimum of games and I don't get paid, why would I want to sign that anyway? Especially when you have questions looming around Sean Marks bringing over Ben Simmons to this team. We need to get his mic up. We need to get his mic up. You want to lead into that? Lean into that mic. Still need to get his mic up. Ben Simmons. There you go. There you go. Now say it. What do they do now with Ben (laughs) Simmons? There you go. What do they do? The best pipes in the business. Don't hide them. Lean into that mic. That's that's the question, Jay. And it ties into everything. It ties into why Kyrie did what he did now. It ties into Kevin Durant's future. And it ties into Sean Marks and the decisions that he's going to have to make. Bobby. If you're the Nets, how do you make Ben Simmons' contract turn into a piece that Kevin Durant would want to play with moving forward? Well, I don't think I don't think it's not right now, Nick. I mean, I don't think Ben Simmons has any value. I mean, he can't stay on the court, and I, mm. and I think he has the one word that 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 is the worst word in the NBA: unreliable. Mm. You can't trust him, and he's unreliable here. And for him to get value back, he's got to be on the court. And Nick, you watch this roster here. Are you comfortable saying that he's going to be a guy in the fourth quarter? You know, I don't think no, you can no. play him when you're down. I, I, I just from an offensive standpoint, I don't think he could be on the court when you're down five or six points in the fourth quarter here. And I think that's going to be an issue that Brooklyn's going to have to address. And um, but yeah, I mean, he'll have two years left after this contract. But right now, there's there's no value for um, there's no value for Ben Simmons. See, Keith, that's what I'm saying. So if you're Kevin Durant now. You just heard Bobby Mark saying that there's no value for Ben Simmons. You're on a team that originally had James Harden and Kyrie, and now you're looking at Spencer Dinwiddie, Ben Simmons, and picks. And you're realistically saying, okay, Sean, you've been to or- – like, yes, there have been times that we said this is what we like to do, but at the end of the day, we can't do anything unless you sign off on it. So if you're the one orchestrating everything, are you going to entrust the last three years no. of your career with Sean Marks? Exactly, no. Key. Why would no, you? No, I'm not. And and I would go I would take a different approach than I did last summer. This time around, most likely I mean I could go to them before the Thursday and have a conversation with them about moving me quietly, but it because it, it really doesn't matter. Whether I go loud or quietly, the organization is gonna blame me anyway. That's what front office people typically do when the relationship is not at the level that you thought it was gonna be. So if I'm him, I look at Phoenix and I say to myself, Hey man, why don't y'all think about moving me out to Phoenix and going getting something for me? They want to do a deal. Let, let's do a deal with Phoenix so I can go. Because I, as Bobby just said, I, you can't get nothing for Simmons. So I'm waiting around for you to build this thing next summer. I'm going to waste a whole nother year messing around with y'all. No, I'm good. Nick, what would you do? If I'm Kevin, I'm out of here. If you want to win a championship at this stage of your career, he's going to be yes. 35 in September, you've got to find a way to leave because Bobby just hit the nail on the head. We could go through every move possible that the Nets could make. Ben Simmons has no value. So you tell me how anything can happen to a point where you feel comfortable that not only can you continue to move forward with Brooklyn – but you have enough to get past Boston and Milwaukee. Well, Nick, I would say that, you know, regarding Durant, 
I, I think if whatever decision he makes, it's not going to be in the next three days here. Yeah. Right. I think this is an off-season decision. I hear. However, I think the next three days are going to be a telling point of what the future for Kevin Durant is going to be. As well, far Bobby, as what Brooklyn can do, can you move three first-round picks in a player like Joe Harris, Harris, for example, and what does that get you back? I think that's the priority. But, but here's the other thing. like If you do something like that, that still doesn't guarantee you that Durant's going to sign off when we get into the offseason. So, so why why you say it can't happen in three days? It's just that he just wouldn't want to move into the summer, or they wouldn't like want to do anything. I, I just, no, no, no. I understand yeah, no, that. No, but no. I'm saying he couldn't go to them before Thursday and say, "Yo, I don't want to go into the summer with this." Oh, he could, and I don't think Brooklyn has to do anything about it. I mean, that he could go to today or tomorrow and say, I, "You know, I want out," and I don't think that all of a sudden. I mean, we saw this off season. You know, they'll, they'll play the slow game here, and they'll wait into the offseason, and they'll wait till one of these teams who get eliminated in the playoffs who think they're a Kevin Durant um, you know, player away. And if it's not Mikhail Bridges that Phoenix would offer right now, it might be, it might be in the offseason, and it might be DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. And you know, the list of players just keeps on growing here. I think the value of what you can get back for Kevin Durant right now is probably not the value of what you can get back in June. Mm, okay. I'll say that. I mean, the value for Kevin Durant is – what are we talking about three, four first-round picks? Especially after what he's done this season. Because remember, back in the summer, it was kind of like, ah, do you want to commit to Kevin? Can he still play at this level? Prior to this knee injury, to me, he was the MVP of the league. So he has proven he is still at the top of the top as far Jay, as stars Jay, is in that the league right? go. I, I agree with – I agree. listen, I started watching basketball more heavily during the Christmas break, right? Because the NFL eased up a little bit and I could – and, and watching KD, he seemed to finally be the same guy he was before the original injury, which was he had reached it, new levels numbers, of the defense and everything. His numbers were better. Yeah, right. Which as is a, crazy. They were better and he was more efficient. But as a yep. defender, as a passer, as everything, he was like, it was bananas. Do you agree he's all the way back now when he's healthy? I think he's beyond the way back. I mean, He's but, better than ever? But I, I will say this, though, Nick. I mean, and Bobby, two injuries in two years now. You start like, okay, like how long does it take him to come back? He's gotten back, but that is a part of the history. But I still think it demands incredible assets on the market. Bobby, why do you think there would be more value in June or later in the summer once the conversation's picked up again than there would be over the next few days? I think desperation. You know, Mm. desperation breeds in the offseason. As I said, once you, you know, lose in the playoffs, if it's one of these teams out out in the Western Conference, I think, I think. He's out right now. I think the reason why Kyrie got so much, you know, Brooklyn got, you know, an unprotected first and two seconds and, you know, other players here, why there was more value with Kyrie now than back in in June was that he was healthy and he was playing. And he was playing Mm -hmm. at an all-star level. We haven't seen Kevin Durant in a month, right? And I think if Kevin Durant was playing right now, then, yeah, maybe you can make that – you can make that argument that you can flip him for three ones or four ones or whatever the thing is. But I think in the offseason, I do think it's a little bit more – um, I do think you know, he'll have value no matter what, but I do think in the offseason it's, it's, it probably increases more. Now that Kyrie has moved to Dallas and, and not L.A., what does this do for the Lakers both now and in the future? Yeah, I mean, so, so if you're the Lakers, I mean, Rob, you know, Plink has been on the record, right? The two first really don't, you know, get out of their draft asset pool of, of things unless you can get a, a you know, decision, a, you know, a game changer here. And 
I don't see a game changer out there right now. I mean, you might look at this as probably the status quo. I mean, you still have that Patrick Beverly contract if you want to flip or or you keep. I think the interesting thing is, you know, when they made the Rui Hachimura trade, um, and they made and Rob was very out frank saying, you know, we're going to re-sign him. Then all signs pointed to that the Lakers were going to be active at the trade deadline, going after players that were under contract for next season or had bird rights, which you can re-sign here because you know. They only have 15 or $16 million if the goal is to keep Rui here. So is that something that we're going to see in the next, you know, in the next three days here? Now we get into the offseason, and I've, I've heard you guys talking about the Lakers and, and, um, and Kyrie. You know, I think it's a matter of what Kyrie's number would be. You know, hey, if, he was, if he's willing to go there for 30 or $31 million, then, yeah, he can go there and, and, and sign a, you know, whatever – two or three year or, you know, I don't think they'll give him a four year contract, but that comes at the expense of a guy like Hachimura who you just traded for. Um, so there's a lot of different variables here, but I think the Lakers will certainly be active in the next three days because I don't think you can rely just on cap space when we get into this off season. Bobby Marks. Thank you very much. As always, Nick Friedel. We got a, we got a free segment of Friedel here today. Look at this. Unbelievable. Bonus. segment. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. What is Thanks, next Thanks for Kevin Durant? Eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Keyshawn J. Willem X. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The divorce papers have been filed. Woj reporting the Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. They still hope they can win, but the reality is you can't replace Kyrie Irving. For all the drama he causes, he is an incredible player. I think that the Mavs have put themselves in a position to be potentially the front runner in the Western Conference. When you get into business with Kyrie, you also have to accept that at some point, things are going to break down. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. What is next for Kevin Durant? Does he stick in Brooklyn? Does he go somewhere like Phoenix, as, as Key suggested? Does he go to back to the Warriors, where life on the basketball court was easy? What does he do? Does he try to prove the naysayers wrong? Does he make himself happier? Is that the same thing or a different thing? Make himself happy. 
What's next from John in Michigan? You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hey, guys. I've uh, been a longtime fan of the show, and uh, just want to say I love it. And yes, uh, yes. I, I just had a couple questions about, uh, you know, the situation with Kyrie in Dallas now. You know, it doesn't seem like any of the situations Kyrie's been in before, late in Cleveland, then Brooklyn, first he wanted – James Harden, James Harden was gone. The problem was still there. If this doesn't work with Luka, if they crash and burn, are people going to point the finger at Jason Kidd and Luka? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, this is uh, you got to think about where we are. We're about to hit All Star break, okay? And then you have March, April, May, June. Like you're in the playoffs. Things are kicking off. So I, I think if anything, if you are the Dallas Mavericks, you're saying oh, this is a four month shot. We'll give it like a four or five month shot. Let's see if we win it. If not, like, you know, we can try to lure him into a long term deal. If things go right, if they don't, then we're still starting clean. I still think Jason Kidd and Luca walk away clean if this thing blows up. I don't know about that. I- I'll tell you this. I disagree. In the big Yeah, they picture, walk away they'll walk away clean because it's not it's not on them. They trying to make a run over the last four months of the season and see where they're at. And, in the big- and even even what Bobby and, and Nick was saying just now is that this the those picks They'll just hit the reset button and it's over with. They're, the, they're wasting the picks. In the big picture, yes, Kyrie is, the, oh, look, he didn't work here, it didn't work there, but that's already the story. We ever, he's already won a championship. He's already been very clutch, and he's already not won in a bunch of places, mm-hmm. right? But for Dallas, which for whatever reason is not a magnet franchise and city in the NBA, maybe it's partly because the Cowboys' presence in the market, whatever, but it's not in the NBA. For markets like that who have a singular star like Luka, when you have a chance to grab someone else who's up there in terms of talent, you must take that chance. That's what they just did. And if it doesn't work, then Mark Cuban risks losing Luka. And Luka... No, you're not going to lose it, Luka. He just signed Luka to a long-term deal. But but in the long run, you got to try to show him that you can get him help to put him over the top. And Luka, in the meantime, becomes a guy where it's like, okay, so what do you need? You know, you just got another guy like you. It didn't work. Like I think there's a, I think there's more pressure on Cuban and Luca than than Kyrie right now. On but the in, in the NBA, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, Jay. It takes three, two and a half at least. Yeah, to get it done. Mm-hmm. And and until they can get that other half, I mean, Kyrie is special. Luca obviously is special, well, but it, it, they need another half, and they need somebody to play defense. I'll tell you what they. The interesting part, Max, about what you said, even though I do believe that Jason Kidd and Luca will have a clean slate, the media might try to apply pressure that they couldn't get it done. But four months, man, like that's a that's a lot to ask. Also, and just hit the ground running and hit your stride, win a championship for a guy who I know the truth, but is labeled as well. He's always been a problem. Like you can always use that as a scapegoat <laughs> if it doesn't work. I don't right? mean they have to win a championship in the next four have months. I mean they have to show you something that says, "Oh, wait a minute." But here, here's going to be the challenge with Luca. Like, and here's why Luca's so different than LeBron James. Yo, know, LeBron gives the ball up early. Yes. Like in the NBA, you call that a hockey assist, right? Like guys around LeBron, like, "Yo, kick up, go." Luca pounds the ball a ton, right? So a lot of guys, what they, what you hear in NBA circles from guys complaining about Luca's, I'm tired of getting the ball with four or five seconds left on the shot clock, 
right? Like, I want to get the ball early and play. So this will push Jason Kidd to say, Luca, you got to start giving the ball up early, Wait, Jay, this get is, those hockey assists. Let's go backwards for a second. This is what I said earlier in the show when you were comparing him to LeBron. In fact, Luca is most like, in many ways, Harden. Old school Harden. Thing, Old yes, school yeah, but the thing, the thing I give Harden credit for is when he was on the same team as Kyrie, and Kyrie gave him the ball said, here, you be the point guard, Harden's that stuff calmed down for Harden. He became a true point guard, right? That's why I think there's even more pressure on Luka. Hold on, Luka. Harden did it. Harden was able to change his game, and whatever the ultimate result was, you saw when he and Kyrie were playing and Harden was playing like that, that was tough. Can Luka do the same thing? Well, we're going to find out, but I'm, I'm trying to tell you that the pressure story will never mount because there's already built-in excuses on why it won't work. Michael in New York, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Michael. Michael. That's part Mike. of our callers. Are Come on, Mike. Ready to go. Hello? Oh, there you are. There he is. There he is. Hello? What's up, Mike? We got you. Oh, thank you. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I've been listening for a long time. I want to go way back. The Nets have been a dysfunctional organization going back to when they didn't sign Martin and they got an owner who was more interested in real estate than running a team. Then you made the Ray Charles move with uh, the two Boston Celtic players, Garnett and Pierce. I don't know what idiot would have made that move. But then you finally got it together with Sean Marks and Kenny Anderson. You made the trade of, of the year with Russell, who you turned into a star. You bought in Dimwitty. You, you drafted Levert. You had two young centers in Allen and in um, Claxton. And then you brought in the circus, Durant, Irving, and DeAndre Jordan, which I don't know why you brought him in, because you already had two young centers. So if I was to blame anyone, I would get rid of Marks, and Joe Ty needs to sell the team, because he doesn't know anything about basketball. You had a team that went from nine wins to 43 wins in five years. You had a system. You made the playoffs twice. Why didn't you trust that system? Why did you panic? And then with, with James Harding, I know you guys on the panel heard that Harding wanted to go back to where he had that same GM in Philadelphia. That's why he didn't sign an extension. So now Harding had to create a BS reason why he didn't want to be on the Nets. The Nets were set up. And these two people, Marks needs to go. And Ty needs to get off this team because he brought these people in here and he didn't know anything. Why do you bring Harding in when See, you knew Harding wasn't going to stay? I'm just going to say something. Make some points the, you agree with here, Jay. No, no, no. Michael, Michael's calling it out. So I just go back to Key when, when Kevin Durant this past summer said, here's my ultimatum, Josiah. Do you remember that? My ultimatum yeah, is yeah. I will come back if Steve Nash and Sean Marks are no longer here. What insight did that give to the world about how KD feels about Sean Marks and his ability as a GM? Says well, one, a lot, man. Doesn't take a rocket one, scientist to figure lot. that one out, right? One of them is gone, right, Jay? But the other one is still there making moves. So what is next for KD? 888-SAY-ESPN. And everyone is blaming Kyrie, or many people are, for the way <laughs> things ended. But how much blame should yeah, the Jay. Nets organization get? It's your friend, pal. ESPN. <laughs> 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I don't see how you don't look at this situation as anything other than a failure. I don't know how you don't if you're the Nets. If you're if you're looking at them, you got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and KD on the same team together. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So much blame going Kyrie's way for the way things ended with the Nets, but how much blame should the organization get? Tellingly, Jay, when I asked you that question, like, how, wait, this, you know, look at the talent between KD, Harden, and Kyrie. And then you look at Harden turning into Simmons and what Simmons is doing with the Nets, what Harden's doing with the Sixers. And then you see Kyrie gone and the whole thing. It makes you wonder, wait, who deserves the, like, who should we be looking at here? Should we be more, you know, should we be looking at Joe Sy? Should we be looking at KD? Should we be looking at Kyrie, who many people are? And you said, what about Sean Marks? I mean, did Kyrie Irving sign himself? I mean, look, the reality of this whole thing is you have to manage personalities. Absolutely. Okay, you and I talk about all the time. We've been on teams where you got you got some guys that don't care. You got guys that care too much. You got some guys that want to – it's the job of the GM to manage the personalities. So when KD was coming, right, you knew that was a package deal. You knew you were incurring one for the other. Adding James Harden to the table, got to manage those personalities. You got to be willing to say things to people's faces to get them to be on the same page. And that's, that goes back to my bigger conversation. It's like that's where KD, if KD has said, hey, look, I'm entrusting you to help me manage all this, then at the end of the day, like people can blame Kyrie Irving all they want. People can blame James Harden all they want. People can blame Steve Nash all they want. People can blame Kevin Durant all they want. Who put all these people together? But we can still blame it's Kyrie, right? You said we can blame Kyrie all yeah, we want. Yeah, but I'm saying okay, like, it's Phew. funny. Like, the narrative has became that like he is the killer. Like, he's the one that gets demonized. He's a bad person. I told he, you, can't be, you can't trust him. Yes, Idiotic, Kyrie, all these words around Kyrie him. Kyrie often gets whatever you want to say about his – because you have – it is perfectly legitimate to criticize Kyrie professionally. Hey, you're not there a lot of time. One time it's family stuff. One time it's social issues. One time it's pandemic. One time it's injury. But all we know is we look around, you're not there a lot of the but, time. But that's, all those things minute, are real, though. Prof- I get it. That's but that's still legitimate professional criticism. 
that is very different from personal moral criticism, right? And one bleeds into the other oftentimes with Kyrie, probably unfairly. Well, yeah, because people, people, they're the ones who's putting the blood in there. He's not. I mean, obviously, look, there's Kyrie has done some things that rub people the wrong way. And you can't separate the two because the basketball side, they need him on the floor. They need him on the court to be able to win games. But at the same time, he also has an obligation to do what he wants to do and how he feels because sometimes from a mental standpoint, that is the way he gets away. When he's looking at people being gunned down in the streets, the people of color, it affects him the way he sees things. And then when you look at it from the vaccination standpoint, I mean, you can't force a dude to put nothing in his arm. You and I and Jay, may, we, we feel different about our bodies that's and right. our and beliefs. And he handled it. He handled it straight up and down. Deal. He didn't hide. He handled and, it and a lot of people down. look at it and they go, well, what about what happened in Cleveland? There was no pandemic. Uh, no, it wasn't. But he also had an issue with LeBron James. So he made the decision at that time. LeBron left. I want to leave. Fair enough, Key. You're, you're, you're giving explanations. Nevertheless, the big picture is he is frequently not available. And, and what I'm saying is professional criticism is perfectly legitimate along yes. those lines. What you guys are making a, a bright delineation is saying, wait a minute, let's draw this line here. That's professional criticism. You keep it over there. But it becomes like personal attacks on Kyrie's character, which you want to say, wait a minute, those are two separate things. Roland in Arkansas. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. What's up, guys? Uh, listen, y'all are way underplaying this. You take this from a blue-collar point of view. Well, you got somebody that walks in for an interview, and you ask them, hey, why'd you quit your last job? Oh, well, management. Oh, why'd you quit the job before that? Oh, well, I didn't get along with this person. Hey, why did you quit the job before that? Oh, I had some personal issues. You're not going to hire that person. So but you Roland. said then you want to blame but the Roland. GM, but he Roland. has to look at himself. Ro- Roland, this is not this a, is not a blue collar situation. Blue-collar. Sorry, man. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. Roland, this I'm is gonna, professional sports. That's, man. Uh, that's important that you Roland. said that, Key, because the fact is, real quick, Jay, blue collar. I get it. Kyrie Irving is in the most competitive. You could argue the most competitive field on the planet Earth. Seven billion people. Everyone's trying to be it. Everyone who can play in the NBA. It's barely an exaggeration <laughs> to say is playing in the NBA. He's not six and a half or seven feet tall. The odds against someone playing at his height are, are millions and millions and millions to one. And yet he's one of the – maybe the most skillful player ever. So he gets treated not like an unskilled worker or a semi-skilled worker. or a, you know, He gets treated like one of the elite of the elite in, a, in the most competitive profession in the world. That is true. But see, like, this is, I think this is the point that's really worth kind of digging into for a second key. Mm-hmm. Look, look, my first three, four years at ESPN, like I was making $35,000 a year, right? I was traveling around everywhere doing ESPNU games on Sunday. I was working six out of seven days a week. You got you up to like, like 50, I, 60 I, I, I get the, the grind of like everyday people and like the, the labor that goes into that, right? So you see this and it doesn't make sense to you because the money is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, and you have certain people on air that create these narratives like, oh, it doesn't like to work. And like, people are like, well, wait a second. But the reality is if you're getting paid $35, 40000000 million a year, you're looking at situations completely different. You don't have way to do different. things the way normal people do things. And you can 
pull and leverage certain levers that normal people can't yeah, do. He didn't get. He didn't hit a lottery, guys. Like just to be clear, he didn't play the numbers and it come up. He put in. First of all, you, you are born genetically gifted in certain ways, right? Like I know I have athlete friends. Their kids are born with muscles. It's unbelievable. Like how did that? How that baby get a six pack? Right. But but then you have to take that. Lots of people are like that. Then you have to take that and spend a lifetime dedicating countless Absolutely. hours to honing the craft. But, By the time you get the payday, it not a lottery ticket. It was hard-earned. Yes, you're lucky to you have get credit for genetic that, though, advantages, Max. but no, the work you, you have to put in is absurd. You don't, you don't get credit for that. You don't get credit for waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning and running and lifting all them damn weights and doing all that because the only thing that people see is the fact that you make your money and that's really all that matter. All the other hard work that's put in that they don't see. They only see you on ESPN, on TNT. That's the only thing they see. NBA TV, you know, the NFL Network, ESPN, NBC, Monday Night Football. They don't understand there's a whole layer of stuff that goes on for you to even get to the payday. They just don't see it. So the first thing that they try and compare it to is their everyday life and what they do to earn their money. I was always and, amazed and at how much that. harder student-athletes worked in college than everybody else. I don't care how, how good a deal they had, and they could skip classes and this and that. They had a workload in school, and they yep. were getting up at 4 in the morning, and they were working all – like, student – they yeah. were incredibly well, Max, hard. Say, I am not a Kyrie Irving apologist, okay? Like, I've been on TV before. I've criticized certain things that he's done. You can look at the record of it. Like, even with the repost, I was like, I don't think the way he handled it at first would have been the way I would have handled it. I just don't like the fact that when business gets in the way of something that we know is bound to be inevitable, like, he turns into public enemy number one. Like, everybody who has no idea about any of these nuances chimes in because of all the way these stories have been framed about him not liking to be there. On the other hand, that's all true. I agree with everything you guys are saying. On the other hand, if you're running a business, if you're running a team, you have right. and, you, and, and the question comes up, do you extend Kyrie Irving? We cannot sit here and pretend that's not a difficult question to answer, even if you I say agree. yes, because it's like, but damn, once he gets the contract, what's the next, thing gonna, yeah. what's the next yeah. reason going to be he's not going to show up? That's a real thing. But it doesn't matter if you extend him or not, though, Max. At the same time, he is human. And if he feels a certain way about what's going on in our country and he decides he wants to take some time, it is what it is. That, I mean, that's I'm just not, the reality. No, no one's no, arguing about that, but, but if saying, you're the owner the, of a team, what do you but do? That's the, that's the reality of it. I have to make that decision as an owner. I made the decision to put in front of him a bamboozled contract when Bobby Marks, who was a general manager of this league, said there's only about five players out of all the players that have something similar in their contracts but not even but at the level. Like no, no. Not even at the that. level is Kyrie. But, but like, you're going to put a bogus contract in front of the man and expect for him not to say, you know what, I'm man, not, let me I'm out of here. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying let's acknowledge, as just as a show, I'll we're just talking. You. Really hard. you can defend his character on one hand and then also say these, these attacks on his character are unfounded. And then at the, also at the same time admit if you're running a team, it's not an easy choice. His talent is transcendent. And he can certainly help a team win a championship. But you knew and on that the other hand, I'm, I'm not in. talking about them. I'm talking about the reality of us sitting here talking about how difficult he makes the decision to give him what would otherwise be a no-brainer contract. Of course you give a dude like that a max deal. But we have to admit, with him, you got to pause. you got to pause like, I don't know. What do we do here? That's a legitimate thing for I people to talk about out loud. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it, it, it is legitimate, though, Max. There's no question about it. 
But I also got to form my opinion based on what my knowledge is and what I know about the individual because I'm trading for him or I'm bringing him in free agency. I can't base my uh, decision making on outside thoughts, the narratives that's been formed by people that are in the media or people that have other agendas. You can't do that. And, Max, and, that was and the only reason why, let me tell you something, Max and Jay, and the only reason why I don't even know Kyrie, seen him one time in my life. And the only reason why I feel this way, because I had it happen to me. And I know how it goes when, when people say, do that. Okay, it. wait, wait, wait. Hold it right We're there. I want to hear about this. When you say it, I had it happen to me, what's happening to Kyrie, I want to know what the it is. Coming up, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The divorce papers have been filed. Woj reporting the Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. They still hope they can win, but the reality is you can't replace Kyrie Irving. For all the drama he causes, he is an incredible player. I think that the Mavs have put themselves in a position to be potentially the front runner in the Western Conference. When you get into business with Kyrie, you also have to accept that at some point, things are going to break down. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Key, we've been talking Kyrie all morning. You said something I'm interested in hearing more about, that the reason you're so sensitive to what Kyrie is going through, as people can accuse you of being, oh, a Kyrie apologist, is you went through the same thing. What did you mean? I, I just know how when you are a professional athlete and you don't conform to what people think you should conform to, whichever the rules are in place, and you decide you're going to do it the way you want to do it and how you want to do it, they make you out to be the villain. I went through it my career. I went through it in New York for a short period of time until Bill Parcells came in and said, no, 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 y'all got it all wrong. But they still was trying to force it, force it, force it. I get traded to Tampa Bay based on finances and the Jets not wanting to pay me. I go down to Tampa Bay. I help win a Super Bowl, but then all of a sudden, it sours because a coach got a different agenda and it became, oh, C, 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 C. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. Y'all only listening to what they telling you and not what it really truly is. You 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 want it to be a certain way and not that's not the Especially way it is. Especially if it's a young it's, it's, black player challenging a power structure 
they are more. Oh, absolutely. People are much more less likely absolutely. to give the player the benefit of the doubt to absolutely. make certain assumptions, right? And it's ridiculous that it happens that way. And and you point to well, everywhere he goes, there's always something that happens, or whatever the case may be. So what? So what? So what? He doesn't want to be in Brooklyn because they gave him a bogus contract. He didn't want to be in Cleveland. He changed his mind in Boston originally, saying I would do a deal. Then they saying, you know what? I don't want to. Oh, he's not entitled to change his mind. Coaches change their minds all the time and leave from team to team to team or step down and take another job when they look up and they see, oh, I don't have the roster I want, so let me step down and go into TV for a year and then come back and coach so I can yep. get a better roster. But, but, but real talk is the kids say, uh, he's not there half the like, – professionally you can have that opinion about Kyrie without making it so apparently personal, without demonizing him to the extent exactly. that he has been demonized, including with the Hebrews to Negroes thing, which I spent about a day talking about and then was like, okay – then Kyrie came out, said what, he, what his intentions were. Clearly, he's not of ill will. He just, whatever, was making a pro-black point, and there was some collateral damage. I mean, I'm Jewish. I didn't like that either. But there's a big difference between that and someone like Kanye who comes out and says what he said. Oh, wait a minute. That ain't Kyrie. Let's stop wasting our breath Man, on, 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 on a guy who basically means well. Last point real quick. So this is because when you hear yeah. these kind of things, like people saying things to his camp, like, we'll never buy his shoes again. He's anti-Semitic. We'll never do that. We're never supporting you. I'm like – are those same people buying products off of Amazon? Because I never heard that energy kind of transfer to Jeff Bezos being anti-Semitic. I never heard that conversation get to that threshold volume-wise. It never even happened, right? Because they're still selling the movie. They're still selling the movie. So, like, it just – when you start unpacking things and things start being labeled a certain way and people don't do their homework, then all of a sudden that narrative just follows people. Yes. Absolutely. When you don't do the homework – the narrative will follow. You got to do the you gotta, homework. You gotta, in other words, stuff. you got to treat people as individuals. Look into the details of what yes. they're about, and not overly generalize. Jay, I want to get into what you just said. I think it's important. When the whole thing with Kyrie came out, you said as part of when we were discussing it. And what about Amazon? They sell the book. And I said at the time, wait a minute. Let's not use that. It might be a legitimate point. But right now we're talking about Kyrie, and I found that to be diversionary. Hey, let's not talk about Kyrie. Let's talk about this other thing. But we talked about Kyrie, and Kyrie had his feet held to the fire. He answered for everything. Now we have moved past that, I hope. Now it's a legitimate question to ask because they continue to sell the thing that oh, no. Kyrie promoted. No, it's, been it's a, a legitimate and, and part of your concern. It's always, it's always been a legitimate question. It was just a matter of, it being of timing. timing. But, but can I say something real quick, Jay? Part of your concern at the time, I remember you saying, yes, but it seems like we never deal with the Amazon of it all, the distributor. We always deal essentially with the black athlete. Now it's legitimate to say, Max, this is what I mean. We've never moved past that way. on to the next thing. And it disappears. It disappears. No and longer, accountability disappears. no longer even a Amazon released here. a statement. We're going to continue to sell it and blah, blah, blah. And no one said anything. And it's not yesterday's news. Uh, so it's that's true. A, that's the thing. So, like, I'm like, okay. I just I unpack that. I unpack. And still nobody can really dig into the details and tell me what was truly anti-Semitic about it. Well, like, I can, but go that's ahead. That's fine. I mean, like, but that's fine. Well, 90% of people that had issues with it never watched it. I knew I, I've seen that. I could tell people that I didn't watch no, it. I didn't so watch that's it. one thing. So then you unpack, I'm like, all right, police brutality. Like, that's a very – Key and I talked about not coming in to work around George Floyd. Like, that's a real thing, the pandemic. So no, the real. So it's not like it's like, oh, yeah, I'm waking up on Tuesday. I don't feel like going to work today. I'm not going to go to work. It's all real-life challenges and issues that are going on. Like, I'm not absolving Kyrie Irving of responsibility. Absolutely, no. Is important. No. But it's like, 
Man, I just no. I have a problem when stuff gets framed that way. No, nobody, nobody is an apologist for. Like I said before, I don't know Kyrie Irving. Okay, I just know how people frame things, Max. Yeah, and it's crazy. And the assumptions it, that you it, are made. Yeah, it's, if you're it's black. the wildest yeah. thing. It ain't even necessarily black yeah, or it white. Is. It's it is. well, you can look. Obviously, more to do with the black athlete than the white athlete. There's no question about it. But I don't look at it that way. I just look at it as people get it wrong because they're not they're not doing their research. They're not diving into it. They don't understand it. It's like, much easier I, for the human brain to make big generalizations because we're bombarded with information. We're yes. inclined to generalize. Well, if Jay, doesn't, case, if Jay doesn't mention to me we need to it was a three-year deal on the back end, the last year was bogus, I'd have been like, why did he turn the deal down? What the hell's wrong with him? da 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 da, da. But once I got that information through Jay, I'm like, well, hell yeah, he's going to turn it down. Why would he take that deal? Look, I mean. Last word, Jay. Last word is that. Last I, word, Jay. I, I Sounds like a show. To, oh, no, wait, wait. Now, we have another minute. Me, I, I'm still on the old clock. Now with the Brooklyn Nets, it, it's about what does Kevin Durant want to move forward? Deshaun Marks put the best personnel around him right now to win a championship. Because if not, I believe you're going to have a different conversation when the summer comes around about where KD ends up. Can Kyrie and Luka find a way to make it work within a three, four-month span? Because even if they do, I think Kyrie seconds. is going to be a Laker next year when it's all said and done. Ooh, key. Lakers and don't even have to going. give up anything for them except the cash. And Russell Westbrook comes off the You books. see this right Ooh. here. What that say? L.A. Kyrie, A.D., LeBron. They got Hachimura. They'll be able to Oh, he just a bought a house maneuvers. in Malibu. Oh. No, Venice Beach. Oh, Venice Beach, Beach yeah. the canals. Yeah. That's more, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. earthing. Very. Plus, what's the next cause Kyrie is going to not show up for work for? Hey, am I right? Jay? <laughs> Keyshawn, so, Jay, Will, and Max. The incense. <laughs> this house is clear. <laughs> I can see the parties from here. What do they call that when they do it? It's called the um, sage. Yeah, but there's sage. 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 Yes, the saging. Yeah. Got to sage stuff, man. I, I don't yeah, know first, in LA first kill smoothie on me, Kyrie. First, Kale Smoothie on me. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot